FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome everybody, you're listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? I'm going to say a while. Go ahead. Food. <laughs> <laughs> I ate hot pot last night. It was great. You know what hot pot is, love? Yes. It's it's a pot. Full of hot food. Full of hot food. Yes. You just chuck it all in there, and then you just scoop it all out again once it's hot, and you eat it. It's great. I was hanging out with a, a group of people from Melbourne last night who are up here in Newcastle. Uh, I'm going to be actually showing them around and then doing some interviews with them on, on you know, some pre-recorded stuff, and we'll get them on our very exciting stuff. But yeah, awesome. I was spending some time and spending time with friends. It was amazing, and it was awesome, and I had a great time. How about you, Lyle? What are you grateful for I'm this grateful for God's providences. Amen. Yes. In what sense? Well, it's kind of like when you 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 make plans for something, uh-huh. you know, set up a meeting, whatever it might be, uh-huh. and you have actually, you know, you've you've got a plan in mind as to why you are doing that, and then suddenly you find out that you are doing it for a completely different reason than what you thought you were doing it for, and God has something totally different in mind. And if you hadn't done that and hadn't made those plans, then it wouldn't be happening. And you're all thinking this is a very cryptic That's, conversation. That can, gonna, sounds kind of complicated. I'm going to leave that complicated and cryptic for you because uh-huh. it's, it's about stuff I can't talk about on there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that's okay. I just, I just, I'm Ooh. just thankful for God's providence. I think God's wow. providence is absolutely amazing. And when you see it happen, when you see it take place, you just sort of sit back and say, "Wow, you know, we live in some pretty heavy times with heavy things happening, but God is in control." You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're about to jump into our quiz. Lawson, what have we got? All right. Question number one. When Moses sent spies into the promised land, what aspect of the walls did they comment on? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Oh, do I say this? It's multiple choice. Okay, okay. Well, what aspect of the wall and now... I'm going to give you guys some clues. Okay, oh, yeah. we had multiple so, choice lists, though, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. So this is uh, this is some insight. It's either height, <laughs> thickness, or quality. When they go into the promised land and they they see the walls, did they comment on the height, the thickness, or the quality of the walls? All right. If you know the answer, give us a call or shoot us a text message, and you can go in the running for. You can go in the running for an incredible book, one that I've read a few times, one that I think is really amazing. Diving into one of Jesus' longest sermon, it's called Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings. And this is an incredible leather addiction, uh, addiction, addition, very high quality, very amazing. Maybe you'll be addicted to it. In fact, I hope you get addicted to it because if you read this book every day, you would be blessed. 100 yes, percent. This will point you to Jesus. It will point you to the Bible. Mm. It will point you to the Word of God. That's right. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And again, that question was: When Moses sent spies into the Promised Land, what aspect of the walls did they comment on? The height, the thickness, or the quality? All right. Let's have some positively different news. Let's brighten our morning. Lyle. Yes. It's here. Good. It's I'm happening. I'm so glad it's happening. It is. It has arrived. It's there. Uh, yep. And that's a positive thing. It is an incredibly positive thing. Never, wow. never a negative thing when it turns up. I have an acronym. 
Oh, okay. That I means, wonder what it was. That, that it means so much to my heart. This is going to change the world. It right? is E acronym V T O L E V T O L. Electric. Okay, it's electric. Electric. Vehicles. Vertical, vertical vehicles. takeoff and landing vehicles. Yes. That a single seat. I thought you were going to say EV vehicles pay no tolls on the roads. No, no. Well, EV you toll. don't need to pay a road toll if you get one of these things. So V toll, if you, for those who don't know, means a vertical takeoff and landing. Yes. EV toll means electric vertical takeoff and landing. Okay, so we're talking about an EV, an electric vehicle that doesn't need wheels, Lyle. In other words, a drone. It is a drone that you can sit that in, you sit in yes. and fly this like, around. Oh. This is, and they, you know, it's it's made by a Swedish firm called Jetson. It's <laughs> yes. just, you know, best. very much on brand. How did they ever brand that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did they ever get that? Wow, how did they come brand? up with that? But, how uh, did they ever get the rights to use that name? They've just done their first public test. You know, yes. obviously they've been testing this thing behind doors and whatnot. Can I, can I control it with my iPhone? No, you sit in it and you use a joystick. Apparently the, te- the stabilization technology, it takes like less than five minutes to learn. That's they really, reckon they can really just awesome. make a pilot out of anyone. Their ultimate goal, Jetson's ultimate goal, is that they want to democratize flight. So they want everyone to be involved in flight, to be, you know, flying around and, and doing their thing. But yeah, oh man, it's... Can't wait to actually jump in one of these myself. This is, yeah, sensational stuff. Lawson, what else have we got for uh, positively different news? Oh, some positively different news. We are going to talk about... Oh, this is an interesting story, actually. Okay. A really, really interesting story. Um, it's from, basically... I, I, I find, like, all of these art stories really interesting. I remember I mentioned one where they, they found, like, a Roman... Roman Empire era, like, desk or, like, a mosaic that had been turned into a coffee table, like, in a riverbed, then in someone's house, and it had flown around the world. Right now, I have a story about, basically, a 90-year-old woman, you know, she's she's getting up there, she needs to go into into care, and she's selling her house. And the auctioneer, he walks in, and he's taking a look at the house, and he walks upstairs, and he walks to her bedroom, and he finds hanging on her wall what seems to be like a 16th century Renaissance painting, at least initially to him. He's like, this painting looks very special. Uh, it's called Madonna and Child, so it's a representation of, you know, Mary and Jesus. The, the Jesus, that's Baby right. Jesus. Baby Jesus. And he, he sees this picture, he sees this painting, and he's like, wow, that's that's a very interesting. This This looks like it could be potentially expensive and so what he then does this this auctioneer he goes on to to remove the painting and tells the family hey you've got this painting that could be something right now this house that they were selling you know it was a relatively small like it was like a two-bedroom kind of cottage deal around 500 600 pounds because if you don't know like britain is in a major house crisis housing crisis at the moment because the place is pretty small and lots of people live there and so a small one to two bedroom cottage is is worth worth, a lot of money. worth about 600 pounds yeah, like australia that that's right that's right <laughs> and so like but he's like this painting looks kind of serious and he tells the family the family then get the painting appraised you know they they bring the 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 appraisal in and they realize that this is definitely a 16th century painting from the from the renaissance era painted by a guy named filipino lippi 
And it goes on, they go on to auction the painting off because, you know, what they're doing now, they're selling her house that will give, you know, this, this 90 year old woman the ability to go into care and yeah. be looked after and it's funding that. Okay. They sell the painting off for 350,000 pounds. <laughs> and so ultimately their care fund for their beloved grandmother is gone up by two thirds. That's right. And so this is such a cool story. Like, yes. uh, uh, well, basically the reason how it got there is that the, this lady, she left Italy when she was, you know, 10 years old. Right. And she inherited this painting from one of her relatives and hung it on the wall because, you know, that's, that's what you do with that, a painting. That's what you do with cool paintings. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out to be incredibly expensive. And because it's aged over time and because it's just been hanging on the wall, it's been in a glass case for a long time. Like, I mean, as in it's just been in a regular picture frame yeah, protected yeah, by glass. Of glass you know, the quality of it is immaculate. You know, she's been doing her spring cleaning. But now, as she's getting up there in age, she's also developed, you know, Alzheimer's and whatnot, and they're trying to look after her, and they're trying to do the best by her. Uh, and, you know, they found out that this story, they're like, oh, is this some kind of family heirloom? Should we sell it off? Like, should we pass it throughout the family? But she's like, you know, from from her own admission, it's like they, they don't really know where the painting come from. It's like, oh, yeah, one of my relatives just chucked it in. Like, it wasn't anything special. It was just something. that wow. So they were happy to sell it off, make bank, and now they can look after their dear grandmother. Well, when you're she... 90 years old, what are you going to do? Take the, take the, you can't take the painting with you. I know. Turn but it, it into cash and give yourself some quality of life in your own. That's right. But maybe, age. like, if it was a long-lost relative that painted it, then, you know, you'd hand it down through, through well, the family. you're going back 400 years. It probably was a long-lost relative. You, that, know, you go that far back, we're related just about everybody. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about, I don't know if how related I am to people from 400 years ago. You know, I don't know, I don't know if I see any relation between me and Genghis Khan or something like that. There but, is every likelihood that there is a connection between you and Genghis Khan. He is related to what one in, one in seven people in Asia. Yeah, that's right. But Lyle, I'm I'm not Asian. I'm Caucasian. Oh, <laughs> so, I forgot. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's a bit of a miss. Uh, finally here. Okay, so that story's really cool. Finally here, uh, an Australian mechanic has just set the record for the most push-ups in one hour. Okay. Guess how many he did. Uh, one hour? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've got no idea. That that could be a lot. Try 3,182 push-ups. That's going. In one, one hour. hour. So that equates out to an average of around 51 push-ups a minute. And this is amazing. So this mechanic, his name is Daniel Scaly. Um, actually, the, the incredible thing about this is that he has had, uh, well, he actually already set the record for the, mo- for the longest plank, which like, dude, planks are like tough. Like the, They are tough. The, at, at my fittest, the longest plank I've ever done <laughs> is like eight minutes, which I was like, man, I'm a fit guy like eight minutes planking that's like no that's, yeah, athlete, that's athlete level you know now i could probably do i don't know three minutes or something like what's the most push-ups you've ever done uh oh i've never done it in an hour but i think in 60 seconds i could probably s- smash out like 65 push-ups when i was like really really fit mm-hmm. but this guy 51 on average an hour so he had already set a record for a nine hour and 30 minute plank okay 
eight minutes is wild. This guy is doing nine hours and 30 minutes. And now he has set the record for push-ups as well. 3,182. Just a, a, a local Aussie mechanic who actually was doing it to raise awareness from a, a, um, a, comple- uh, a complicated disease that he suffers from, com- complex regional pain syndrome, uh, which is essentially like he broke his arm when he was 12. And ever since then, he just gets random bouts of pain in his arms that, that is like so excruciating it's like debilitating wow uh, but he's been able to overcome his his issue using compression and different treatments and whatnot and now he's raising money for that by doing these incredible feats of human athleticism that are absolutely insane you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different we're about to have some more serious news but beforehand we're going to have another clue for our quiz complete the verse the greatest of these is blank. All right. Mm, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, you can win the book, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings. That is our draw at the end of the week. And this is an incredible leather edition that is just amazing. Like, I just cannot stress enough how awesome this book is and how much it will bless your life if you read it. But again, that question was, complete the verse. The greatest of these is blank. Maybe the answer is green apples because that's the best apple. Maybe the answer is, I don't know. Not green apples. Not green apples. Maybe it's not. Because it's not talking about apples. Yep. You'll have to see. You'll have to answer correctly. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. All right. So have you ever noticed sometimes you see something that is obviously bad for society and yet we seem to be able to not do anything about it? No, Lyle. And wonder why. Why is it that... Why is it the society? Why is it government doesn't actually address what is going on? Well, personal donations to the Liberal Party came from a vaping lobby group uh, during a debate over vaping policies. This is an interesting story just to sort of give you an insight into how some of these things go. So vaping is terrible for your health. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Nicotine vaping is only allowed under prescription here in Australia, which is a good thing. And, of course, any kind of vaping can... end you up with you know really long-term health problems and we just seem powerless to be able to stop Mm. what's going on there's a massive black market that is not even black they're just trading in open you can buy all of these products just straight off the internet and so forth and it's just like (laughs) off the internet (laughs) you can walk into the shop and buy yeah that's right yeah and it's just like how is this even possible Mm. you know you're supposed to have a prescription and you know etc 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 Mm. So National uh, Vaping Lobby Group donated uh, $44,000 to the Liberal Party. However, the money was declared as personal gifts from its director. Mm -hmm. So basically the way it is, you know, anyone can donate to a political party. There's nothing wrong with that. When you do donate to the political party, you have to declare where the money is coming from. Mm. But if you don't want it to be seen as coming from a vaping lobby group, well, then you just make it as a personal donation. Yeah. Except that that's immoral, wrong, and illegal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so now it's sort of coming out. So the uh, director of Legalise Vaping Australia, uh, these are people who campaign for the right to buy and sell uh, nicotine-containing uh, vapes. Uh, this guy's 33-year-old Brian Marlow. So last year, and by the way, he's a personal friend of Senator Holly Hughes, mm-hmm. who is... Surprise, surprise, one of the coalition's fiercest advocates for vaping. Yep. 
So he is the director of this lobby group. He is personal friends with the Liberal Party's fiercest advocate for vaping. Mm. He makes donations to the Liberal Party, totaling $44,000 is a fair chunk of money Mm -hmm. from an individual, except he didn't donate any of that money. That came from Legalised Vaping Australia. Mm. So this is, you know, this is this is how politics works, and this is how dodgy it gets. Mm. So Senator Hughes uh, uh, chaired a committee into in a committee, a Senate committee inquiry into vaping in late 2020. Mm. Uh, she said that vaping was a form of tobacco harm reduction, and I can absolutely understand that. I am not against it as a form of tobacco harm reduction if this is something that is prescribed by a doctor and you buy from a chemist with a prescription. Mm. We have all kinds of dangerous drugs that we use to treat various diseases and problems with people, and uh, they have various levels of danger. And if you work, spend any time working in a chemist, you're going to have, you know, you're going to learn that there are all these different levels mm. of of security that are required for these kinds of drugs. And sometimes it's necessary to take a dangerous drug to be able to deal with something. Mm. Uh, however, that's not how it is working here in Australia. So the anyway, the Senate Committee inquiry, she's chairing this and she's, of course, trying to take a very libertarian approach on it. Uh, majority of the committee, including the Liberal uh, Sarah Henderson and Labor Tony Sheldon, supported the sales of nicotine vapes only to those who were quitting smoking with a prescription from their doctor. Mm. So she's chairing this committee, but it does not support what she wants it to support. And, of course, her comments are completely at odds with the research published in a government-commissioned report uh, from the National Health and Medical Research Council last year. This study found that vaping posed a serious public health risk, including lung injury and nicotine addiction, and that vapors were three times more likely to go on and take up cigarette smoking. Yeah, of course. So vaping is basically doing the complete opposite of what we would want to see it doing. It's like the quintessential gateway drug. Yes. (laughs) Into smoking. Yeah. It breaks down the door, it breaks down the barrier, it gets people used to you know the concept, and as a result of that, that's where we end up with is a national health crisis mm. that we just simply did not need to have. Mm. Mm. And I, I think especially like people, people like deny the idea of gateways. They're like, oh, nah, that's silly. But no, seriously, like the, I think vaping is just a gateway into substance addiction in general. Yes, I agree with especially that. Especially because it's marketed to young people as something that's safe. Any kind of recreational drug is because recreational drugs are unnecessary drugs. Mm. You know, anything that is not medicinal is a gateway drug. Mm. Yeah. Because basically what it says is that you can use drugs for the purpose of having fun. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to move from this one to the next one to the next one. You know, you, you don't know where that's going to end up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about our census. What does Australia look like? Oh, census yeah. 2021. We were all in lockdown when census came through. Uh-huh. So were we like really depressed? Is that what the census says? Well, it's, it's, it's some interesting stuff. So this is the first time we've ever done a census in lockdown. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's talk about religion. So Christianity uh, was the stated religion of about 90% of Australians back in 1966. Mm-hmm. It's now down to 43.9, about 44%. Okay. So there's a major reduction in Christianity within our country. 
then you've got no religion that rose from 38%, rose to 38% from 30% in 2016. So that that's a number that is rising very, very rapidly. Yeah, I think Christianity dropped right from 2016, though. I think it was the, wasn't the 2016 yes. figure like 60-something? I don't have it in front of me, but oh. it has certainly dropped mm. while no religion has risen. Mm. What the census doesn't show is that people are not less spiritual. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is just that spirituality has taken a different form and it's not always in the form of organized religion. Mm. So the fastest growing religions uh, across the latest census are Hinduism, which is currently sitting at 2.7% of the population, and Islam, which is currently sitting at 3.2% of the population. Of course, these very rapid rises are the result of immigration and childbirth mm. more than they are of Conversion. conversion, yeah. Although there is conversion, particularly with Islam, you do get conversion from time to time. It is mm. an aspect of that. So 56.1% of Australians aged over 15 were in a registered marriage. Uh, that was back in 1991. That has now dropped to 46.5%. So this is a very worrying trend. Mm. So one of two things that are happening here. Uh, one of them is that we're getting a rise in single parents. Mm-hmm. And that is not good for society. We know that that is not good for society. We know that when we look at our prison systems, for instance, Mm -hmm. that between 70 and 99% of inmates uh, grew up without a father. Wow. So there's a very simple equation there. Uh, We need to see marriage rates coming up and we need to be working towards stable marriages because they create good society. Uh, almost half of Australians had at least one parent who was born overseas. Really? That's a massive figure. Uh, that is Half of Australians mm-hmm. have at least one parent born overseas. And I'm sort of thinking, okay, both my boys have one parent born overseas. Mm-hmm. My wife was born overseas. Uh-huh. So my family is a classic Australian family. Yep. What about yours? I guess mine's not because everyone's like from here. Boring. That's so lame. lame. (laughs) Um, India has become the biggest source of people arriving in Australia, uh, overtaking China and New Zealand. Really? Yeah, so more Indians coming here than what. And and that explains the rise in Hinduism, Mm. of course, as a religion in Australia. So, yeah, some interesting little snapshots there to help us understand where we are. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You were at AYC. Yes. And they're doing a follow-up program for Mm -hmm. the public. They're inviting everybody to somewhere in Hamilton, I think, Newcastle, somewhere there. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of brochures left over from the outreach that you were doing. Uh Uh-huh. If you want to hand some out and spread the word about Faith FM, of course, Faith FM presenters are going to be there at that particular meeting. Uh, if you want to spread the word around about uh, Faith FM, then give us a call. We'll mm. we'll set you up. Mm-hmm. That's right. So a few announcements there. We're going to have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we are going to have another clue for our quiz. The next clue is, I have it here on the screen, what was Simon's Simon Peter's brother's name? If you know who Simon Peter's, if you know what Simon Peter's brother's name was, 0491 064 669 is the number to call 
or text. You can give us a call or text and you will reach us. And then you will go into the draw to win Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings from Ellen G. White. This is a really, really awesome edition of that book. You will be able to get it for absolutely free. And then you'll be able to read it. It's expensive. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's a leather, like, really beautiful version, which, again, this book is incredible. It will be such a blessing to your life. But, again, that question was, what was Simon Peter's brother's name? So, Lawson, Mm -hmm. should we address the elephant in the room? Are you calling me fat? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what this is? Is (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, Everybody's wondering, Uh, why aren't we doing interview of the day? Uh, I'm not wondering that. <laughs> I'm just a long okay, so right our, our interview of the day uh, became unwell, mm-hmm. and so we're unable to do that today. But we've got something very special that I'm going to bring to you now. This is a short interview that was recorded by Wayne Howell. Now, what we would like you to do is to have a listen to this interview. It's a short testimony. Mm. Every single one of us has a story like this somewhere in our life. Mm. I want you to think of that story as you were listening to this story. Think about what God has done for you at some point in your life. Mm. Once you've thought of that, what I want you to do is simply record it on your phone and send it through because what we want to do here at Faith FM is create lots of positively different radio where we have a whole slew of personal testimonies where people just say, you know what, this happened to me the other day and it was amazing and God is incredible and here's my story. Mm. All right, so have a listen to Wayne Howell as he brings us his testimony. Today I want to share a blessing that God gave to our family. I got a message 9am about a month ago from our son. He's an electrician, first year apprentice. He had fallen from a house roof, one story high, onto the grass ground and is in hospital waiting x-rays. I couldn't get to the hospital quick enough. I was praying all the way to God. I was questioning God. Lord, I pray for our son every morning that you will watch over him and bring him home safe. I asked God, what happened? Didn't I have enough faith? Am I doing something wrong? I asked God many questions. Why God? A voice was constantly telling me, it's okay, he's in hospital, God is in control, be patient. He had landed on his back and left shoulder. The other employees decided it would take too long for an ambulance, so they picked him up and drove him to hospital. Did they not know how dangerous it was to move him? Our son had scans and x-rays on his back, neck and shoulders. I was praying, please Lord, that he has no serious damage. 4pm the doctor came back and said, there's no broken bones, but he will have some bad bruising. I said, Doc, that's a miracle. God cushioned his fall, brother. That was a relief and an answered prayer. At 4.45, our son was allowed to come home with only painkillers. After all what happened, God still brought our son home safe that day. God intervened in that fall at the exact second of impact. God cushioned our son's fall. God saved our son's life. I'm here telling you this blessing, bringing glory and praise to the Lord God we worship. How loving, wonderful and amazing he is. Remember, all the trials of pain you go through, if God wasn't with you, it would be a lot worse. We all fall and God cushions all our falls who trust in him. Amen. Thank you. Mm. So this is Wayne Howell. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you know as a listener that you have a testimony, something like that that you could share, mm. something where God has done something amazing in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's simple stories like this that just encourage people. Yeah, wow. 
So I just like to encourage everybody today who is listening to Faith FM, just jump on your phone, record a message, and text it to us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What did God do for you last week? What did God do for you last month? What did God do for you in the last year? Mm. Just share with us what God did for you. This is how we create positively different radio, is by sharing the blessings that God has done for us. It is the simplest. It is the easiest thing to do. And you could do like, you know, Wayne did there. He sort of wrote it out. Mm. Wrote it out and then read it uh, in a way that was easy to listen to and encouraging to everybody. So we really want to hear a whole bunch more of these kinds of testimonies. You can have a powerful influence for good by sharing a testimony of something that God has done in your life. And maybe you can just start a ministry and like, you know what, I'm just going to share a testimony once a month. Mm. Yeah, and totally. I, and I'll, just, I'll just text you through a testimony once a month. I'll just set it in my diary. Once a month I'm going to record something that God did for me in the last month and I'm going to share it with you. Mm. We need to, the Bible says, by the word of their testimony. Yes, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Amen. There is something incredibly powerful when Christians just continually share what God has done in mm. their lives, and we need to have way more of it. And we're so blessed, like on radio, Lyle and I, because we have a platform where we can share. And I think when it, people look at pastors and people look at speakers and whatnot, and they think, wow, they have so much to share about, about how God has worked in their life, how God has blessed them. But ultimately, the, the, the only reason why we have things to share is because, <laughs> is because we have the platform to share it. Not the only reason why we have things to share, but like the reason you hear about it is because we have the platform to share them. But we want to extend that platform out to all of our Faith FM le- listeners. Has God worked in your life? We believe he has because we know that he works in our lives and we see him work in the lives of many people. Has God worked in your life? If he has, send in your testimonies. Let us know. How is God working in your life? How is God working in your heart? What has he been doing in your family, in your friends? How has he been changing your life? Because that's what he wants to do. Talking about testimonies, I'd like to share with you a testimony of Chad and Amy Kempel. Okay. So back in 2012, they decided to have a family. Amen. Which unfortunately resulted in a miscarriage Oof. a year later. And then Amy became pregnant with twin boys, mm. which both died within an hour of their birth. Wow. So this family is really, really going, uh, going through it rough. Mm-hmm. In 2014, they successfully welcomed their first daughter, Savannah, and then their second daughter, Avery, was born in 2016. Then Amy, be- Amy became pregnant again in 2017. Now, one of the reasons that they believe that they lost the twins was because the twins had placed too much pressure on her uterus and mm. it just hadn't worked. Mm. She becomes pregnant again in 2017. They do the ultrasound. She doesn't have one baby. She doesn't have twins. She's got five. No. And so the doctors came to her and said, look, you need to abort some of these children because it's just not physically possible for your body to be able to uh, give birth to these children alive and healthy. Wow. And they took this to God in prayer and they said, no, God, you... We don't understand what's going on here, but these are your children. They're not our children. They are your children and they're here for a reason. And we do not feel, you know, we have the right to take their life. You created these children and, uh, and placed them in God's, God's care. Mm. So then uh, on January 11, 2018, all five of them were born. Mm. Three boys, two girls, Lincoln, Noel. Grayson, Preston, and Gabriella, all alive and all healthy. Wow. Yes. 
So this is a really powerful test. It's a great testimony. Um, their father said, faith has always been a part, been at the forefront for me. I feel like there was a spiritual connection that carried us through the pregnancies. Uh, he says, I'm putting this in God's hands. We don't want to do this, and now we're here, and it's all in your hands. That's what he said during the pregnancies. He's just like, this, this is in God's hands. We're just going to mm. leave this in God's hands. Don't give up. There are options. Don't listen to the doctors when they have a negative outlook on things. He said, if you have a faith, belief in in things unseen, then that's the time to lean on it. Mm. Moreover, in 2019, Chad ran in the Modesto Marathon, which is a half marathon in Oakland, California, to honor his wife and all seven of his children. He ran the half marathon, which is 13.1 miles, while pushing... The quintuplets in a five-person stroller <laughs> while Amy rode her bike beside him. That's so, so they, they awesome. did it together as a family. Uh, he actually ended up becoming the Guinness World, holding the Guinness World Record for the fastest male marathon pushing a stroller in two hours and 19 minutes. That is so impressive. Absolutely. And you're good at Guinness World Record there, so congratulations to Chad. Congratulations to the amazing and very, very special and unique family that you have and may all of those children grow up to have the same kind of faith that you have. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.